When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big opinions, the panel. Panellists this morning, uh, Jamie Wall and uh, Glenn Lama. Let's uh, start with Jamie this morning on the All Black, shall we? Um, what, did, what did you make of that performance, uh, Jamie, in the end? Very comfortable. We thought there might be a margin, but uh, how impressed with you uh, overall were you? Yeah, kia ora, guys. Um, very impressed. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, it, was, it was a really good display of skill and intent from the All Blacks uh, in a test that, you know, they were expected to win, for sure. Um, but it was against an historic rival in front of a really big crowd that really made the occasion, you know, into something something really special. And credit to Wales, they came out and sort of made a game of it for the first half, which was, again, to be expected. Um, but it was more just the way that the All Blacks put that game away. They didn't... Um, oh you know, play for penalties and kick to a corner like a, like a sort of more dominant team would traditionally do these days. Um, they just backed themselves and scored some of the best tries we've seen all year. I think uh, Will Jordan's is a contender for the best individual try. And then, then um, the one that Sigurd Reese got not long after was just an incredible team try. So, yeah, I, I'm really, really happy with this. This three weeks was always going to be a bit tough uh, for the All Blacks because, you know, it's, it's three games that they're expected to win big. Um, so I'm just quite quite stoked that this one, I guess, lived up to the expectations and um, and gave gave that big crowd uh, and people back home something to be something to be happy about because um, uh, because it has been a really long tour and uh, there was a little bit of conjecture over you know whether the All Blacks could sustain. Uh, people's interest back here this this whole time, and so it's building quite nicely now for these last two tests against uh, Ireland, and then a really big one against France uh, and Paris that we can all look forward to. So, yeah, yeah, really worth uh, getting up early for that one. Uh, good morning to you, Glenn. If you'd have written a script for Bowden Barrett's 100th, you probably would have chucked in an intercept or two or something spectacular. Uh, so it all came to it all came to pass really, and 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 then uh, the referee. Perhaps uh, did him a favour by not showing him a yellow card for an intentional knockdown, but uh, jury's out on that one. But certainly, uh, you knew he was going to figure it wasn't ever going to be quiet for Bowden Barrett. No, that's right, and it was great to see him kind of um, play like he he did Smithy in you know the first few tests when we we think back all those years. Now it was a very similar performance, wasn't it? Where good to see him in the clear. You know, he's got that still got that good pace. 
and uh, good to see him enjoying his rugby. Um, um, but yeah, I think Jamie's pretty much hit the nail on the head. I thought that Seven Reese try was was fantastic. Actually, I, I thought that was the. Just, I love I love tries like that where the where the players just pass the ball, beat the man. It's it's good to watch. So um, it was good to see them play to the end of the game. Really put Wales to the sword in the in the end. It being it, I thought it was a rather predictable result um, and scoreline to be honest. Um, and hopefully we're going to get some more competitive matches in these last two games coming up. And um, yeah, that one in France is uh, is going to be interesting. And uh, look forward to seeing who um, who materialises, which players get picked by in Foster for those two games. Jamie, on the evidence of what you saw from Barrett, if you had to pick a side for uh, that game against France next weekend now, who's your 10? Uh, yeah, great great question. Um, Barrett. I, I think, Come on, Jamie, uh, Barrett. <laughs> 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 no, I'm still not over him leaving the Hurricanes and going to the Blues. Um, yeah. But then again, yeah. I have to pick a guy from the Crusaders to play at, uh, at 10. But I, I think um, the... The way that this this tour has been selected um, so far is is that Richie probably probably is still the number one. Um, I'd, I'd probably still have him there as well um, because uh, given the nature of this game, it seemed like a really good occasion to give um, a guy like Bowden Barrett his hundredth test and sort of make it all about him and have it have one where he can stay on the park the whole time. So yeah, I, I think Richie still is. Is their first their first pick? He's, he's probably my first pick um, right now as well, just because of the the kind of more generalship that he is showing around the field to be able to ta- make a game more tight um, if they if need be. Although the All Blacks did play a very tight game in that first half, uh, especially in the lead up to TJ's uh, try, uh, that I thought um, was it was a really good execution of, of a, a well thought out game plan. Uh, so yeah, I'd pr- probably go with Richie, but it's, it's a very close, very close margin. And, and if Richie was to pull up short um, during the week, then they're not they're not really losing anything. I mean, you know, he's played 100 deaths and scored uh, 700 odd points. So, you know, it, it's not going to be a tragedy if, if either one of those guys can't play. Okay, it's coming up to the news at uh, 10:30, so uh, we'll we'll just pause briefly for that. If you can stay with us, uh, gentlemen, Jamie and. Uh, Glenn, when we come back, uh, perhaps we'll look at um, uh, how Artie Savia rates in terms of his season so far. Is he is he your player of the year, or has uh, someone else caught your eye in that regard? Maybe Will Jordan. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Jamie Wall and Glenn Lama with us this morning, and uh, just staying with the All Blacks uh, briefly. Glenn, from your point of view, Artie Savia. Uh, he's been a captain, but uh, man, his form is unbelievable. That leg drive—he's uh, having a hell of a 2021. Yeah, mate. I mean, I, I think you're spot on there, and um, he's been—he's um, been very good. I always remember when Julian Savia came into the Wellington system, and we saw him for the first time. And I remember talking to a few of my old mates down in Wellington, and they said, "Oh, I said, how good is this guy, Julian Savia?" And they said, "Wait to the till his brother." comes into the scene his younger brother he's even better he's a flanker and I went oh yeah okay and then um, over these years we've just enjoyed him uh, but look I, I actually think that that um, try set up for Peronara uh, I mean that was just such a how we managed to get free to throw the ball to Peronara was 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 fantastic uh, just brute strength and 
Uh, yeah, look, it's um, he's he's going very well. He's accomplished in two positions now. Uh, where he goes when Kane comes back um, is going to be interesting. I'm assuming he'll stay at number eight and, and they'll keep him there uh, because that's where he's getting better and better, isn't he? So, yeah, look, I mm. for my for my player of the year, Smithy, I can't think of any anyone else at the moment. He he's he's going great guns, mate. Uh, Jamie, can we look uh, very uh, briefly at the Black Ferns, please? Uh, it was their 100th Test match, uh, a real milestone match. But in the end, uh, it was history-making, and it, it was their record-breaking defeat to England, biggest margin ever. Um, so what did you make of that? Do we put it down to no preparation, or uh, all of a sudden we're so far behind? Yeah, it was extremely disappointing. And, uh, yes, you, you, you mentioned no preparation, but that's actually a lot of that is the Blackburn's own fault. Uh, remember a few weeks back we were talking about um, how the best, uh, all the top players have been pulled out of the Farrah Palmer Cup, uh, the last two rounds of that to be in a high performance camp and when when that happened I thought, well if things start to go south for you on this tour, that that is what's going to come back and haunt you because what they should have been ironing out in, in that camp were stuff uh, like set-piece, which really let them down uh, in this game. And for them to clearly have not been playing for a good month or so uh, in the lead-up, like they did have a practice game last week, to be fair, but it's not the same as playing a, a proper game you know, of interprovincial rugby in New Zealand. Uh, it, it is... They can't. They they have to kind of look inwardly for for the reasons why this why this game uh, went the way that it did. I mean, I wasn't particularly hopeful because you know England have been playing have had matches for the last two years and the Blackburns haven't. Uh, but they they certainly had enough chances to have a build up of decent rugby in the lead up to this. And also, they are a professional set, semi professional setup now. I must add. So you know, the scrutiny on them has to be quite quite high. Uh, because this was a decision that was made by coaching and management. And um, so, you know, things have to get better next week uh, because they're not going to get any easier uh, for them with these games coming up because, you know, they've got another game against England and then two more against France who are also been playing this whole time as well. So, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle. Let's uh, look, uh, Glenn, if we can, at uh, one of the great performances, I think, uh, overnight, anyway, was uh, the cricket performance. The Black Caps absolutely superb, dominant mm-hmm. right from the outset. Really, uh, very, 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 very impressive for mine, and uh, um, we couldn't have asked for much more, to be honest, on, on what I saw. No, you're right, mate. Um, Daryl Mitchell, uh, I never mm-hmm. would have picked him as an opening batsman, uh, but didn't he hit the ball nice and clean in that run chase? Smithy, um, uh, I don't know where that would be worth finding out where that idea came from and, and how he would reacted to it when he was first kind of thrown the idea by the Black House management, where, or I assume it came from, because I actually think that looks like it's got good legs in it going forward. Um, they bowled beautifully, didn't they? I mean, it was interesting to note that every wicket that New Zealand got, though, Smithy, was basically an outfield catch um, on the boundary. I don't know if that field was slightly bigger than the normal grounds around the world because most of the shots weren't badly timed out to the outfield, were they? They just didn't quite get to the to the boundary for sixes and there's always seemed to be a fieldsman there. So that was quite interesting. So, um, But all in all, I mean, 
you'd have to say this was a very accomplished performance, a beautiful bowling and fielding performance, a really accomplished run chase. We got there with 33 balls to spare and nine wickets to spare, which is going to boost our net run rate if it, if it ever comes to that. Um, who knows? It might. It probably won't now. Now we've uh, beaten India. Uh, if we can continue to play like that, uh, we will be right in the mix for the title, you'd think. Without getting into specifics on, on anything about it, Jamie, um, where does, where does uh, Gary Stead sit in this? Where, he seems to have an incredibly low profile, but an incredibly good record. He just seems to surround himself uh, with the right people and organise well. Uh, I mean, uh, should we be giving him more, Gary Stead? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, just just quickly on um, it is great to see Darren Mitchell uh, in, in good form because it did actually come out last week that um, his, his his old man um, got let go from the Eddie Jones coaching setup in England because he went to go watch him, his son play and Eddie didn't like that. So that that was the end of their relationship. So I you know hopefully still watching him and being proud of him. But yeah. Get, Gary Seed obviously deserves some credit because the team's heading in the in the right direction. And um, yeah, 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 you kind of hit it on the head there. It, it always kind of is a bit difficult for the layman to understand exactly what a cricket coach does. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, they all obviously have have jobs. Uh, and I think it's more of a kind of a football manager type of situation where it is about getting the right people in and making the right selections uh, and things like that. And it is it is a weird situation for someone to be in uh, to be because it is you know you're, you're so much more overshadowed by the captain in terms of decision making um, so I think part of being a coach is is the ability to resign yourself to the fact that you're not the key guy in the team you're the only guy in world sport where you're where the coach is not the key guy and so you need I guess a certain type of personality of a guy like uh, Gary Stead who clearly has that um, uh, to be able to, you know, maximise the potential of the outfit that you have. So, and he, yeah, he's doing he's doing a good job. I, I told him. A little bit like uh, Mike Hessen, pretty understated there during his reign, uh, Glenn. And uh, mm. we've got this guy who uh, who does not um, attract or go searching for accolades, but he does, as good coaches do, surround himself with. Um, a lot of common sense and a lot of experience, a la the bowling. To me, the, the, the bowling is the key to all this because if you restrict, you'll chase them down. And, uh, you know, you, you put Shane Bond in the mix, you um, Shane Jurgensen, of course, uh, you, you, you're, you're stacking your things in your favour. You, you get a good thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Fleming was involved, wasn't he? In fact, is he, is mm. he still involved at the moment? I mean, I don't know what... No. Yeah, I don't know what I impact he might have had in his short time there, but... um. But you're right. I, I actually think Jamie's observation about a cricket coach is quite good there. And I actually think the best uh, thing that um, to take that a step, I think Stead knows all that and he's quite happy to accept that um, he doesn't need to, um, you know, he's not there to teach players how to play the game, is he? He's there to just keep their mindset on the job and to keep them focused and, and execute their, their plans. And I guess he's also there to scout and look details and uh, look details at how opposition might be playing and trying to pick up a few things there. So, look, I just think um, the, the team seems very settled. They're well led, obviously, by Kane. And wasn't that actually, wasn't that um, 
that paddle shot over leg slip. Mm. That was pretty amazing, wasn't it? And that, uh, and that, mm. and that, that shot of that he played this morning. Just everything is just humming along nicely at the moment, um, and we've got good depth that we haven't had probably ever before. So there are options when it comes to picking players for certain conditions when they when they're confronted with them. So I think we're all um, everything's humming along nicely, and it and it's very well led by Stead, who's very aware of what his role and other people's roles need to be to make a good uh, cricket team really function well. Yeah, absolutely. It's looking good. Unless basking it while it lasts. But I, I do I do fear a, a little a little iceberg in the in the, um, the course for me is uh, Afghanistan and two spinners in particular. Um, they've got a, a couple of real good ones. Uh, Rashid Khan, uh, mm. one of the best in the world at the moment. So... Uh, I'm not uh, counting my chickens, um, but I'm thinking we're going okay. I'm, I think Good. we're going okay. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time this morning. Jamie Wall and Glenn Lama, our panellists, in review mode over a wonderful weekend of sport. Well, not always wonderful. Of course, the Black Ferns and some serious analysis, and uh, I totally agree uh, with Jamie uh, when he says uh, they, they deserve to be looked at because um, they're getting towards a very professional state. And um, I, I think that's uh, not a problem at all.